And welcome back. This is the Raging Bullshitter Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Gallo. Most of you knew that. Thanks for tuning back in. Try and pump these out. I say that a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, if you guys haven't noticed, about <laughs> over-promising and under-delivering. So, uh, if you listen to the podcast, you're well aware of that. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to get better. I just... You should hear the shit that goes through my head daily. I'm like, dude, you should be talking about that. It always helps to have someone to bounce shit off of, uh, too. And I don't have that. I'm doing this solo, so... Again, what are we into? This is episode 9 or 10? And, uh... Yeah, still trying to figure it out. But thanks for your, uh... Your continued support. Hope you're having fun. So, what's everyone up to? It's, uh... Currently recording on the Saturday. It's October the 17th. Um... Just watched the, uh... Dodgers, uh... Cling on for another day. If you're unfamiliar with that, baseball is the one sport I'm very adamant about following, particularly the Dodgers. Huge Dodger fan, always have been. Um, so if you're unfamiliar, this is, you know, it, when this started, the playoffs, it was like 60-game stretch season and these weird playoffs. And, you know, at first the cardboard cutouts and the sounds and everything, it was okay, but it, it, it ran its course. So when they were playing in Texas and they were going to allow 11,000 people spread out in the stadium, I thought, oh, that'd be pretty good. And it is. It's, 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 a, it's a difference. It's, it fires the players up more. Um, it's, it's obvious. And it's cool to see people out there and watching it and getting fired up and getting able to watch baseball. And uh, Anyway, Dodgers were down three games to one, about to lose. And uh, I was actually starting to get pissed, you know. I was kind of at first during the playoffs. Oh, cool. They'll win this little season. But now that the fans in the stands, it just seems like it means more. And it's legitimate. So it's like, fucking go for it, man. And uh, they were down 3-1 to one after being favored. And they fought back to force a Game 7. That's tomorrow night. Most of you guys know that. Um, looking forward to it. Here's my problem. I am so into this shit that... Every year for the last six, seven years, the Dodgers have been in the playoffs. And pretty much the NLCS, they've, they've been not in it a couple times. World Series twice. Um, didn't win. Got cheated out of one and then got whooped on by the Red Sox um, in 2018. But nonetheless, they're here. It's now. And fuck it. Every time they're in these tight games, man, I just, I can't help it. I pace, like, what am I going to do? What what am I going to do if the season ends today? Okay, you got to find something to throw yourself into. You can't get this pissed off. It's just sports. But it's like, this kind of means more because there's been nothing for so long. And it feels so good to cheer and actually be into something and jump up and down and watch the fans' reaction and the players' reaction. And the it's the whole deal and it's better than the NBA finals because there's fucking people there you can hear the crowd roaring getting into it even if it's only a 10 11,000 it's better than none um, and you can hear them they're loud it's fun so it's it's fuck it's nerve-wracking for me you Dodger fans that are hardcore you might get it it's more than just a game Man, we just get beat up. We're like the Braves. Remember the Braves in the fucking 90s, dude? They would go to the playoffs every year. They'd get to the World Series three years in a row or something and fucking lose. And they started getting clowned on. And they had uh, they had 
Smoltz and they had Glavin and Greg Maddox, right? And all we've had is Kershaw pretty much. And then now we've had Bueller, we had Granky. Granky was fucking solid. But I mean, it's like one or two guys, and Kershaw's been the guy. And he's just carried that team for years and years and tons of years. Where I remember one year he was like 14 and 9 with like a fucking 2.1 ERA. And he had, he led the National League of 14 no decisions. 14 no decisions. All of them were lost by two runs or fewer. That means if his team would have scored him, like they lost two to one, one to nothing. 14 of those fucking games that year. If his team would have scored even one or two runs, he would have had a fucking chance of winning half of those games or more. You imagine that shit? He would have been like fucking 25 and fucking nine that year. It would have been sick. But that's the way baseball works. You can't get all hung up too much on that shit. But um, I don't know, man. I hate when they fucking lose because, I mean, I don't get too into it anymore. They're always my team. They always will be. But fuck, it gets frustrating as a fan and a baseball guy. You just watch it and you see what they're doing. You're going, what the fuck is Dave Roberts doing right now? Micromanaging this team into the fucking ground. Just like, you know, he'll have a hot pitcher in there, right? And the guy's just dealing. He's like, well, it's the third time through the lineup and he's around 70 pitches. I'm like, they haven't hit him yet. What the fuck? Leave him in until they can show they can start hitting him. Then when you get in trouble, yank him out. You dumb dick. He's fucking sitting in there going like, oh, let me, let me see here. Third time around the lineup, these guys average. Let's play the numbers instead of just going with the hot hand. Like, dude, he's dealing right now. Dude, gives a fuck. Leave him in, dude. They can't hit him the first couple rounds. He's not going to fucking, they're not going to get any better. That's what other teams do to the Dodgers. They leave their hot hand in and it fucking shuts them down for seven, eight innings. I wish Roberts would stop trying to do too much. Fucking paranoid. And uh, <laughs> that fucking guy, like, I like him because he gets us there, but he just fucks up the littlest details that cost us every fucking time. And I don't understand it. Um, it's good to see Kenley Jansen. He had two solid saves after being dog shit. He basically got demoted. And he's all, fuck this, yo. And he came in there, fucking three strikeouts, struck out the side. He looked like himself. The ball was moving. 94. For those of you that aren't into sports and baseball, this may be boring. I'll wrap it up in a second. I just got to get it out. Um, but fuck, man, his shit was moving, and then he comes in today, boom, 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 three fly balls out, like seven pitches, ninth, over, victory. Why the fuck, what, where has that been? I don't know, the Braves look defeated, the Dodgers look like they got the momentum, but then again, both teams are bombing, tomorrow's game seven, they're both going to be fired up, Dodgers got Tony Gonsolin going, guy's an animal, he's fucking great, been watching him for a couple years, used to read about him in the minors, the cat man. He was solid his first outing. He just lost it in the fourth. Uh, he'll be solid, and the Braves are throwing that one dick out there again with the mustache. The guy that looks like he's from fucking Legends of the Fall. Fucking some cowboy shithead with a fucking... He's like a sexy cowboy with like shoulder-length hair and a fucking little goatee-type beard, and he's got them sexy cowboy eyes where he's just peering into the sun like... Fuck that guy. <laughs> I hope he gets fucking destroyed tomorrow. Naturally. Anyway, so I lose my shit. I pace. I get anxiety. I can't eat. Like, I'm just a nervous fucking wreck. And I'm just, like, I'm embarrassed because I've, <laughs> I get fucking pissed, dude. And I have to go for walks and shit. I get nervous. I cross my fingers. I get superstitious. I, if I'm wearing my Dodger hat, they're going to fucking win. If I believe it next to me on the chair or on the couch next to my beer, they'll do this. I, uh, 
You know, I do all kinds of stupid baseball superstitious shit. Should I wear a rally cap? No, don't do that. Just watch. Just calm down. Nothing you can do is going to change what they're going to do now. But you think it is. Come on, cross your fingers. Look harder. Watch the game. Do this. Do that. Put your hat on. No, put your hat on the table. Put your hat on top of the TV. It's fucking stupid. I'm fucking insane. But that's, that's why they call you a fan, right? A fucking fanatic. I'm nuts. So anyway... Wrapping that up, I got no benzos, I got plenty of weed and some beers, and uh, I'm going to have to deal with it, but uh, whatever the outcome is, whatever, man, the fucking Rays got in. I actually wanted the Astros, because then I was hoping the Dodgers could come back and they could play the Astros again and beat the fucking tar out of them. I hate the Astros. I'm glad they lost, but I if the Dodgers can pull it off tomorrow, it, I think it would have been a better series. Everyone would have wanted to see the Dodgers-Astros rematch, I think. Um and everyone would have been rooting for the Dodgers except Astros fans. So that would have been cool. But that's not the way the cookie crumbled. So you got the Rays and they're hot. But um, they had the best record in baseball next to the Dodgers. So that'll actually match up. And hey, wait a minute. Dodgers aren't even there. They got to get past Atlanta who's fucking got a really good pitcher and a stacked lineup. Freddie Freeman's a fucking monster. So is uh, Marcelo Zuna. That dude is a beast. Fuck, I hate those guys now. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's get out of the baseball talk. Anyway, that's what's going on. I got to calm down, meditate, do some deep breathing, relax. Just have fun like you're supposed to when you watch sports, not stress out. Dodger fans, you get it, though. You know where I'm coming from. So, how's work, everyone? Everyone's, are you guys back at work? It's like a lot of people are, a lot of people aren't, like... I got to figure mine out because I can't like, I'm just reading more into this and they're saying, well, yeah, if they start letting more people that don't have underlying conditions out, then they'll all get the disease. And then how the fuck will all of us people with underlying conditions, diabetes, asthma, obesity, all that shit, how are we going to know who has been where and what? And if they have it and they're fine, they're going to give it to us and we'll be fucked. Like you can't do that herd immunity shit. Just keep fighting it. You're already doing your mask, wear it down. They'll figure some shit out, you know? Kind of freaked me out when I read that tonight. It's fake news media. Isn't it funny? Here's the other thing that cracks me up. Have you guys noticed this on social media? You know what people always put on social media? Is how the fake news media, the mainstream fake news media, right? Like, I don't know one single person besides my 78-year-old parents that tune in and watch fucking CNN all the time. Or they don't even do it all the time, but they watch the, the nightly news uh, on Channel 4 or whatever, fucking, and they watch 60 Minutes and weird shit like that. But my stepdad will, like, fall asleep to CNN and shit, but he doesn't really buy He just says, okay, I'm going to go back to work in the yard. But the mainstream media, to me, the fake mainstream news media is social media. You got to be kidding yourself. How much nonsense, garbage bullshit do you read and get into yourselves. Like I'm guilty of some things too. Either way, left, right, doesn't matter. Just whatever it is. People can post shit. And there's no real way of seeing how credible the story is. Or where it's really come from. Oh, it's from this website. Well, I've never even heard of them. Exactly. That's why they're credible. Because they're not CNN or Fox or something like that. You know? And you're like, dude, those places exaggerate. But the, the standard news, the weather, the po political shit, yeah, they bend it their way and they talk shit to try and favor their crowd. But realistically, like the news itself is the news. Like whether they bend or exaggerate stories, the truth doesn't change. 
Do you understand? The shit I see on social media is the truth changing and not even having facts or having a completely fabricated story to back up some weird agenda. Whereas like CNN, I'll give a good example, like the hurricane, right? They need ratings. So what do they do? They stick some fuck out there up to his chest in water. Like he's braving it and like, oh, this hurricane's crazy. And those two dudes are walking behind him down the street to go get cigarettes or something. The wind's howling and it's raining and everything. Like, yeah, it was a hurricane, but they were trying to push the story. Like, holy shit, look at this. You know, that's what they do. Was there a hurricane? Was it fucking the place up, killing people? Absolutely. They promoted their story the way they could. They weren't lying about it. They lied about him being, oh, this is the only place I can get and stand in water, <laughs> you know. But was there a hurricane going on? Absolutely. Um, you know, where, whereas if you go on social media, they'll say the hurricane was fake. That was all fabricated. And then some people will go batshit crazy and go, oh, it was the weather. It was the controlled weather, the fucking chemtrails, all that shit. They were putting them over Louisiana and it stirred out in the ocean. It was man-made and this hurricane came and wiped all these people out. That's what's really going on. It's those fucking 5G cell towers. Like it gets out of con fucking control and people run with it. And that's what you see on social media. And the fact that CNN doesn't broadcast 5G tower lizard people and fucking the secret society of fucking children under the pizza parlor basements or selling kids in, for cabinets on Wayfair, whatever the fuck it is, none of that gets any play on the regular news. Um, yeah, they're all owned by the same people, but it's like... Uh, that only You see that shit on social media, and that's like fucking fantasy land. Is there conspiracies with governments and world leaders and shit and trying to make money hand over fist? Absolutely. We're not fucking stupid, but I'm saying, like, what at what at what point do you draw the line? Like, adrenochrome, dude? You know what that guy, have you guys heard of that shit? I've heard that those QAnon or QAnon or whatever the fuck they're called. I hate groups, first of all. Oh, we're, we're the Proud Boys. We're QAnon. We're Antifa. We're, Antifa supposedly is not even a group. It's just a, it's an anti-fascist movement, an idea, right? Uh, tying them up with people that want to take advantage to loot and destroy. It's hard to differ, differentiate, I suppose. No one really knows. Same on the right. It's fucking all nuts. But why do you join groups? Like, this is what I'm all about. I'm about, I'm a patriot. I'm a fucking liberal. Like, that's the dumbest shit ever. Like, why don't you just be a, a, a fucking dude or a chick or a person? Like, a, that's what I am. Why does everyone need a fucking label? Like, oh, you know, why do you have to sell what you're all about? Like, I don't know. Whatever, dude. People do it. Uh, you know, you need an identity. You need a personality. I guess uh, social media is a lot cheaper than fucking tattoos, ain't it? <laughs> Instant gratification spreading fucking numerous bullshit, getting people pissed off, getting people on your side. It's fucking nuts. But yeah, it's crazy to me that, that people will say on social media that, yeah, that's because you've been listening to the fucking mainstream, lamestream fucking news media, corporate shit. They, they're just getting you to believe what they want you to believe, right? They, they preach all that. Meanwhile, they're posting shit they got from some weird source about some fucking weird sex trafficking or, 
or like I said, adrenochrome, like these, these elitists in Hollywood, these left liberal elitists are drinking babies, adrenaline and blood to live forever and, and simultaneously running sex rings. Like you guys heard all that shit about, yeah, Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson are running a sex ring and, and fucking <laughs> they're drinking babies blood to live forever with all these Hollywood elitists out there, you know, like that you're, you're fucking batshit crazy. You're taking a couple pedophiles that worked in Hollywood, you know, or sexual assault fucking, you know, dudes like Harvey Weinstein all the way down to these like few random weirdos that were on Glee that ended up having like underage sex parties or, or Donald Trump and Bill Clinton, you know, something like that. Um, and you're trying to take that and make it into this whole fucking, yeah, it, they're all in on it, dude. All of them, dude. Everyone. Every single actor out there, Christy Teigen and John, they, dude, they, they, they fucking fly in Asian kids and fuck them and they're under eight. Like, you people have lost your fucking shit. But meanwhile, you're telling all of us that the crap we see maybe on Channel 4 nightly news, LA's fucking nightly news, uh, world news, you know, they may bring up a story about something military or, or, or a war going on or some bullshit. No, they're getting you to believe that it's them or whatever. And that's fake. You're a, you're a sheep for listening to that. And those same people are posting shit about aliens fucking kids in pizza parlors, like that are somehow tied in with the elitist Hollywood left and the and the Democrats. Like, <laughs> it's fucking, it's too much, man. Like, you, how far does your mind go? I mean, I know America's full of shit and based on snake oil salesmen. I mean, that's how that was. That's how we were founded. But like, still, we're doing good, you know. Uh, we don't, it's just getting crazy, but that, you know, that all comes from social media. You guys you never heard about that shit before. Well, yeah, social media is opening eyes. It's exposing the truth. I'm like the truth to what you're acting like we live in this fucking Narnia world. Like this world is crazy, right? But the more you push it, it's like everyone's suddenly taken acid and has gone on social media to tell everyone their personal thoughts about what's going on right now while they're frying balls. That's what I see every day. That's why I try and stay off it. I try and post comedy from now on, not get involved. I like the smart ass off to a few friends of mine, but that's it. Uh, sports clips, happy shit, music, occasional smart ass things. But it's crazy, right? Anyway, I wanted to bring that up. It just blows my mind that people say like, oh, you're a fucking sheep. And meanwhile, they're posting all this crazy cultish shit on there, you know. Oh, it's fucking exhausting. But, you know. You browse through it, you scroll, get on with your fucking day, go feed the chickens, you know, put some air in your tires, check the oil, go buy some ingredients for a homemade pizza pie, go get a fucking submarine sandwich with some pastrami, you know what I mean? That's what you do, you don't pay attention, you go, hey, what time's the baseball game on? What do the kids do? You guys want to go skateboard and play some catch? What do we need to do around the house? Some laundry. Get, you just stay busy, you know? Okay, I got comedy. You got jokes to write. You do that shit. Get involved in your own life. What where where are my friends up to? Then there's dudes that just sit there for hours and just fucking complain about the same shit day after day after day. The redundancy is fucking nauseating. Trump, Trump, Trump. Fucking Biden, Biden, Biden. Uh, fucking conspiracy. It's just like fuck. That's all you guys see anywhere out there. It's not. It's 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 not good for the mental psyche. So, like I said, keep busy. 
Do your own fucking thing. Paint, draw, meditate, go surfing, skateboard, hang out with your kids. Show your son how to throw a fucking curveball. Get him involved in music. Um, Watch some old movies. Halloween's coming up. Get involved in that. Baseball playoffs, you're into it. Get involved, you know? You gotta waste your time with senseless fucking waste of energy. Listen to people's nonsense. All right, I'm done complaining about that. Let's get into some fun shit. Uh, what about Ventura, you guys? Lots of you grew up here in Ventura, right? Like me. Just just kids from Ventura, it's all. Nothing, nothing special. Beautiful environment when it comes to weather and location, right? The fucking mountains right here. You can be up at the, at the snow... And then, like, literally 30, 35 minutes later, you could be down on the shoreline at the beach. You could, like, surf and go fucking skiing in the same day. If you really want to hit, like, good snow, yeah, you got a couple-hour drive, go skiing. But you guys all know what I'm saying. Growing up Ventura, though, it's a perfect location. You go up to Ojai, you're up in the mountains, 100-something degrees, lakes, trails, mountains, all this wildlife and shit. You go 15, 20 minutes around the shoreline, you're surfing, fucking around. Uh, weather's nice, but, um, my point is Ventura is really cool. It's, uh, I guess it's not totally unique if you grew up in any Southern California beach town, but I don't know if it's just Ventura. It's not just Ventura. It's everywhere. But for some reason, Ventura has a problem with tweakers. You guys notice? I mean, there's lots of drugs. Like I know a lot of junkies, heroin addicts. Fucking, but, but like the one thing that a lot of people do, and when I say a lot of people, I don't just mean a lot of people that have had it rough or are still caught up. They're all caught up. But what I'm saying, people that are living on the streets are not doing too good. Maybe they're in jail or fucked up. I just mean people in general from your low level junkie that hangs out at Circle K on the streets with a dog you know, fucking soaking up the free Wi-Fi and smoking refries out of the ashtray, fucking stealing and, and stripping copper wire to recycle for more meth. From that dude, all the way to like the lady that works at the social services office fucking handling Medi-Cal cases that eats popcorn and, and, and fucking watches soap operas on her lunch while she sneaks off at lunchtime to go smoke a little bullet tweak and meet up with her dealer on the avenue and then get back to the office, put on some perfume, maybe go smoke a cigarette because she's all tweaked out now on her next break and then go home, you know, maybe eat some dinner if she can, fucking hit another bump. Stay up all night drinking box of wine and watching fucking Cheers reruns or something. Maybe get two and a half hours of uncomfortable sleep. Wake up, same shit day. You know what I'm saying? It's society. And then there's 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 fucking preachers and youth pastors. And fucking, there's just all. It's you would trip out the people I met that were into that shit. Like I wasn't into it, but I had friends that were, and like they would tell me, "Oh yeah, this guy is a this guy's a teacher at fucking you know Wyoming High School. He teaches math or something." And I'm like, "Who?" And like you know that that's not for real. I just made that up, so don't think I'm calling the the math teacher at Wyoming High School out. I'm just saying, like in the past, it would be around these tweakers. Twenty years ago, they'd tell me this shit. Yeah, I got to meet up with this guy, and then the guy would show up, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Tell me," and then. The guy would leave. I'm like, I seem cool. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He's like the assistant basketball coach at this high school. He's a teacher there and shit. And I'm like, and he just bought Tweak from you. Oh, yeah, he comes every week. And just like, dude, what the fuck? But I swear, that I don't know if it's just 
It just seems like Ventura has a lot. And it's not the people I know directly. If you just walk around, drive around, if you go to the, the east side, the west side, midtown, they're everywhere, dude. They're like fucking, it's like the zombie apocalypse of tweakers some days here in Ventura. Like, he's just, I remember when I had to go to LA every day to work um, before all this pandemic shit started. I would drive down Victoria. You know the fucking tweaker little nest area is? The Walmart park, parking lot uh, and the USA gas station and the Carl's Jr. and that by that trader, that, that self-storage unit right over there. That little nook, that little nook right there is just crawling with tweakers. They're like cockroaches. When the sunlight comes on, they all scatter and shit and they go hang out in the donut shop and in the bathrooms there to clean themselves up and go hide out under the bushes for a minute and go through their shit for the day and put their makeup on and fucking smoking, smoking refried cigarettes and shit. Just like, you can see them getting ready for the day. They, you, the one thing I always noticed, dude, you can always tell a tweaker, right? It was being like a middle-aged dude like myself, seven in the morning, riding a bicycle through the fucking Walmart parking lot with sunglasses on, and like a dress shirt and then a pair of jeans and like some Reeboks with a backpack. Yeah, that's dude, that's like the dead giveaway. That like could be your average dude, but that's that's the dude. That's the tweaker guy. He's he's a full he's a middle-aged grown-ass adult or older than me, like probably mid 40s or older. He's got a mustache and he's got sunglasses, a ball cap and a backpack on and like a suit that where he's going to He's probably on his way to work at like fucking stocking the back shelves at Walmart or something shit like that. Or fucking who knows? Maybe he's on his way to court, but he's always got the backpack. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Have a short sleeve suit on and he's got fucking gloves on riding his bicycle around. Like right when you see shit like that, you're like, that guy's a tweaker at seven in the morning. He's riding circles around the gas station, fucking just waiting to hit someone up for some change. It's fucking the, the backpack and the sunglasses with with gloves on and a short sleeve shirt <laughs> it's fucking fantastic that's almost a dead giveaway you got that shit going on or i don't know man they're just i always trip out on that shit i always come up asking you for the weirdest shit you know bro you got any batteries i'm like pumping gas at the gas station the guy goes hey man uh bro can i can i ask you dude do, 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 do you have any double a batteries on you like, I'm like, oh, yeah, hold on, dude. I got it in my glove box. Just a minute. The fuck carries that kind of shit on him in the general public? It's like walking up to some dude at the fucking fair and be like, hey, bro, you got a toothbrush I can borrow? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? No, I don't have any batteries on me. Fucking jackass. Walmart's right over there. Go steal some. <laughs> fuck. Go trade that fucking cross-eyed cashier fucking teener of some of that tweak in your back pocket. I'm sure she'll give you like an 18-pack of double A's. Fucking bust my balls over here. Yeah, fucking... That's ridiculous, dude. Tweakers, man. Fucking everywhere. They always ask... You know what I've always noticed in the, the few that I've encountered in my life hanging around them, dude, is like... Their hardcore friends that are a little more loopier than them always cruise over and like they always get super sensitive about making fun of tweakers and shit or like like if you make fun of tweakers and shit, they get all sensitive about it and they get all fucking uh, I remember just like they're and the funniest thing about being around them is like they talk to you like their problems are like life or death, like the planet depends on it. It could be some shit about their roommate locking them out of their house or changing the locks because they accused them of stealing some shit from them. And when you look at them, you're like, 
Yeah, I fucking, I don't doubt that you stole that shit for a minute. I don't even know you, and I know you stole that shit from your roommate. And they're telling you this weird sob story, digging through fucking their purse or bag, looking for like a cigarette or something. Just, it's fucked up, dude. And they're talking 100 miles an hour, telling you the story. But they act like the like the planet's going to explode if they don't solve this shit. And they're telling you like, it's fucked up, right? And they're sweaty and shit. And it's like, their problems are so minor to like, the big picture, but it's the fucking biggest deal in the world to them. And they think that you're an asshole because you think they're crazy for them telling you about doing stupid shit that doesn't make any sense. Like, I remember this dude was telling me how he used to go ride his fucking mountain bike at 3 a.m. in the morning and shoot the hills up here in Ventura. And I would be like astonished going, why the fuck? 3 a.m.? What the fuck? And I'd be like, yeah, right on. And start clowning on him. And he would actually get mad at me like, what, what? what's wrong with that, dude? What's wrong with that? Like, what's wrong with that? I don't know. It's fucking 3 a.m. What the fuck are you doing up at 3 a.m. wanting to go mountain biking, you psycho? Fucking wearing a pair of board shorts and a cutoff t-shirt with like fucking gloves and a biking helmet with like your GoPro on. Fucking with you and some fucking other chick up there smoking bowls of ice before you hit a fucking slope at like 70 fucking degrees downhill going like fucking 30 in the pitch black. <laughs> what could go wrong? Fuck it. How many times you need to go to the emergency room to steal shit when they're not looking? It's a good little thing they got. <laughs> Yeah, if you say something to them about that, like, nah, fuck that. They'll be like, why? What's wrong with that? Or, or they, they tell you about a scam they ran where they fucking stole a bunch of free shit off of some fucking dude. And they're like, fuck yeah, dude. That's how we do it. And you're like, damn, you like shake your head. And they're like, oh, what? You've never done that? <laughs> nah, dude, I've never stole shit from old people that needed fucking assistance, man. Anyway, fucking tweakers, dude. I think Ventura should fucking... Like, put bounties out on certain tweakers. Just, like, you know, just get rid of them, dude. Fucking kidnap them and force them into rehab. And if that don't work, and if you see them out again, then you can just start hunting them. <laughs> it's like, that's such a brutal, fucked up thing to say for someone with a hardcore addiction. Because those people's minds just rot. But fuck, man, it's just, I'm just fucking, like, as long as they're not stealing shit or hurting people, like, fucking let them do what they want. If they're working tweakers, Fuck it. They're just characters at that point, right? Still can never trust them because so their mind gets a little warped, but whose doesn't, right? Driving on the freeway in L.A. will fucking warp your mind worse than any eight ball you'll do. Ventura's got a tweaker problem. That's all I'm pointing out. I could go on and on about tweakers and shit, but they're always stealing people's. Like, have you ever noticed when tweakers have pet dogs, like the homeless guys are the worst? The homeless tweakers, dude, those guys are the fucking worst when they have dogs with them. Like, what are you doing to that poor animal? You think you're doing that thing a favor? You think that, like, fucking he wants to be your best friend? You chose him. He didn't choose you. Oh, will you take care of me? Fuck no. He saw you and he's like, dude, fuck this guy. And you kidnapped him. It's basically like a fucking... That dog is basically a hostage now. Like, he can't do shit. You know, he just gets to hang out in like a fucking Jersey made milk carton on the back of the tide to the back of some dude's bike with bungee cords and fucking yellow rope with, with all his recycling shit and hang in the back while he rides the bike up and down the avenue, fucking with a bandana on, smoking fucking his own, uh, his own cigarettes that he rolled himself, fucking trying to, you know, 
going to the recycle plant. This poor dog's hanging in the back. We'll go to the recycle plant. Then we'll head over to Circle K, get some scratchers and maybe a tall boy. Fuck, and then we got to go meet up with Johnny under the fucking pier and pick up another teener. I don't know. I might get the syringe. What do you need? Uh, maybe I'll pick you up a, a, a fucking beef patty off the dollar menu at Burger King or an Abba Zabba from the 99 cent store. That's good food for dogs, ain't it? You'll be happy. What a treat. Maybe saw two liter Pepsi bottle in half and get some fucking sink water from the point. Put it next to you so you have something to drink. Sweet life. Where are we sleeping tonight? Oh, in those bushes. Hopefully that guy didn't stab me and steal you and on to the next tweaker life you go. Like, what kind of a life is that for these fucking poor dogs? These guys basically run these things through torture. He's like, hey, this is my best buddy, man. Me and Hank here, we handle everything together, right, boy? Dog's got one eye looking up at the fucking owner just going, yeah, dude. Yeah, we handle everything together, man. Fuck you. <laughs> so, dude, I could have been so much better on my own. Some family would have adopted me or I would have been fine. Hey, you know that tweaker whose house you fucking stole me from? Yeah, at least he had food and a fucking yard for me to play in. The fuck is this shit living on the road with you? What am I, Jack Kerouac? The dog's just fucking like going, yeah, cool, man. This is this is a sweet life. I'm glad I'm your best friend, asshole. I thought this was going to be like bringing you newspaper and slippers and shit after a long day at work. Not fucking going mountain biking at 3 a.m. and being locked outside the Circle K for five hours while you soak up the free Wi-Fi and fuck around with your other tweaker friends smoking refries and fucking scratching scratcher tickets trying to come up. But yeah, man, that's all I'm saying. Ventura's got a tweaker problem. We should just, you know what we should do? Take a round up all the tweakers, right? Just do like a sting operation. Fucking hold them all and then fucking sign up. Dude, if you know what you need to do is like if California happens to secede from the rest of the fucking country for some reason because everyone hates us. Um, <laughs> dude, think of all the shit we could do here, dude. We don't need a military funded by the U.S. government, dude. California is the fucking fifth biggest economy in the world. Fourth, I think, or some shit like that. They'd handle themselves. But all we would have to do is round up the tweakers, and that's our military, dude. Dude, you just give them like a fucking... Give them like a couple of fucking trash cans full of uh, copper wire to strip every week. Like, you know, like a box of scratcher tickets. Go there. There you go, dude. And a thing of monster energy and like all the materials they need to cook. And just say, there you go, dude. Here's what you need to do. Go get that dude's head. You would send two tweakers off into the desert for a couple days, dude. With just like, they'd take off. There'd be like the A-team. They'd take off with like a, with like a, a vacuum cleaner and a, a head of, a couple heads of cabbage and like a fucking generator. And they'd come back with some dude's head tied to the back of their motorcycles dude like tweakers are in, they're like macgyver man they can figure anything out they can turn they sit there they sit up all night in garages and turn like walkmans into like fucking tattoo guns and shit all kinds of like cool little prison tricks and trades and shit like that they could they think of what they could do if you if we if that ever happens california goes on its own we ever have to fight a war we got so many tweakers in the high desert region of this area, Ventura, fucking all over. You just take the tweakers from every city, dude. You'd probably have millions, dude. <laughs> you just, like I said, line them up like the A-team, dude. They get creative, man. They get inventive. And when they want tweak, they'll do whatever the fuck it takes. Say, hey, hey, see this? I got a whole sheet here I just cooked. And it's yours if you bring me 
five dudes' heads. And like I said, two or three of them will go off for a couple days on little mopeds and shit out into the high desert. And they'll bring you what you want. They'll come back and they won't even ask for food. They don't need water. They just need tweak. Here you go. Here's a teener. You get the rest on <laughs> upon completion of the mission. We'd fucking kill it, dude. I don't know. I heard Missouri's got a lot of tweakers. The whole country's got a lot of tweakers. I don't know. Ventura just seems to. We got to start a program to start rounding them up, though. We start by being nice, trying to get them into rehab and do all this shit, right? But that's, you got to force that on people. And that's, you know, it's free will, man. An addict's going to be an addict. It's a disease. So if that doesn't work, then fuck it. You just get sick of them. Like I said, not, not all of them are bad. There's some comical ones that are harmless. You keep those guys around. You need them. You need them around. You take the fucking bad ones and you round them up, put them into the military with an incentive, a free tweak, whatever they want and like a fucking get free tweak and then at the end of the mission they can take that tweak and they get a they get a free abandoned structure out on the fucking on the way to Vegas somewhere next to one of those roadside memorials and one of those old rundown 50s diners they can hey, there you go that house with no roof that's yours pal take it they'd be fucking stoked i don't know i'm just thinking of solutions here i'm the great rectifier try and take bad situations and make them better that's all I'm really doing here. I'm not really trying to be funny. I mean, it's it's a thought. <laughs> it's because I've had like my third bowl and I'm just fucking pacing in my room thinking about tweakers and just, they're everywhere, man. They're, they're fucking weird. I don't know if half of them are mentally ill. I mean, they're going to be if they keep that shit up long enough. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Maybe you guys got some suggestions. Let me know. I don't know. Reach out to me on social media. Here's how we get rid of tweakers. Then I get ideas for the podcast and I present your idea, perhaps. It's an idea. Let's go with it. Um, I don't know. You know, I was going to get into some more shit. Like, uh, speaking of tweakers and weirdos, have you guys ever ridden the Greyhound bus? Fuck, dude. I, I took a Greyhound bus from Oxnard, California to Monroe, North Carolina when I was 18 years old to meet a friend. And then we drove back cross country, did some sightseeing and shit. But dude, I took this bus, a fucking Greyhound in 1995, right? They weren't all luxurious like they are now. I haven't been on a Greyhound. I don't know if they're luxurious, but I'm sure they're a hell of a lot more compatible now than they were in 1995. Um, they were like, a, it was like those, have you ever seen Bull Durham? You've been on their fucking, uh, their like team bus. It's just a complete, or like a... Or what is it, Major League, when they, they're trying to give them the rundown equipment? That was that was the Greyhound in 95. It was like a fucking baseball, a minor league baseball team's tour bus. It had like a pisser in the back and some like theater seats. But that's it, man. And then you just sat next and they had some shitty air system going. It was like being in a social services office on fucking wheels. I swear, if you've ever been locked up in county for a night or two or... Or uh, had to deal with getting like um, financial, you know, like uh, food stamps or Medi-Cal, for example. Um, you had to go to the social services office. There's all kinds of fucking weird walks of life in there, you know. Uh, and that's what you get on the Greyhound. You get like a, you get like some mom that looks incredibly strung out on pills or heroin with like five kids with her. She has no control over them, and she's just half asleep the whole fucking ride. She's got fucking diapers and her bras hanging out of her purse and shit. 
everyone's just passing by her and the kids are just fucking pissing and shitting themselves and she's eating up four seats for the five of them they're screaming you got that to deal with then you got the aspect of all these fucking quiet weirdos that you think just killed somebody and are carrying their fucking body parts in their tote bag above they fucking all quiet just stare don't say shit don't say hello don't look at nobody mind their own business Sorry, got briefly interrupted. But yeah, you get those psychos, dude. It's fucking stare. They have that 10-mile stare. Just They have a 10-mile stare right into the back of the seat that's a foot in front of them the whole fucking ride. They don't have a magazine. They don't have fucking headphones. They don't have shit but a pack of cigarettes, and you never see them eat, and they're on the bus with you for two days, and they just disappear in the middle of fucking Midland, Odessa, Texas. Yeah, like, what the fuck is that guy's story? That guy's on the run for sure, dude. Smells like formaldehyde and whiskey. Fucking, and then you got the cool people. You meet some characters. I met a couple of brothers. One one, they, one of them just got released from prison in the middle of Tennessee. Cornrows, big protruding predator, yellow teeth. Funniest fucking guy I've ever met. He was trying to get blowjobs and shit off of these. He, there's some Laverne and Shirley looking lady sitting next to him, dude totally homely no business she was being nice and talking to him and this guy was convinced he was gonna fucking get head or something from her he just got released he wasn't being aggressive or like you know rapey or anything he was just being he was being very polite and then he leaned into me he's like yeah homie i'm talking about getting a blow job and fucking fist bump me and shit yo let me get one of them grits and i give him a cigarette and shit and then he he'd go and smoke in the bathroom or the bus would get pulled over and they'd question who fucking smoked back here and he'd be looking at everyone like don't say my name and shit and fuck yeah there was that guy and he's talking all these prison stories and shit and uh you know there's some other dude i met was from uh where was he, he was from chicago big tall guy he said he played uh semi-pro basketball college ball he he his big story was he told me man i made doc rivers look like a fool that's what he, <laughs> I'll never forget that. He quoted that. He, I guess he played ball with Doc Rivers, but interesting people, you know, talk a lot about sports and where they grew up and music and places they've lived and traveled. Uh, met another old guy that I did shots of Jasmine whiskey with outside Knoxville, Tennessee, at some liquor store about a couple blocks from the bus station. We had a little stop and, uh, old, old guy who's a blues piano player, uh, heading back home to Chicago, partially blind. He's like something out of a Simpsons episode or something. Someone Maggie would have taken saxophone lessons from, but, uh, you know, I, it was a trippy experience. I, I went through the Smoky Mountain Range at night during a fucking thunder and lightning storm and I had the psycho little old dude that looked like David Spade when he's about 70 driving the bus through the middle of the night telling me stories about how three or four different wives of his stabbed or shot him for having affairs and uh he was showing me scars for we ah, my one wife stabbed me here and he told me how he was basically fucking the next door neighbor's daughter who was 16 which is the legal age in North Carolina just wanted to let me know uh <laughs> and uh and then they, they, not only did he get stabbed by his wife then, and then his neighbor, whose dad it was, fucking took a shot at him, hit him in the back of the leg. It, this guy was a psycho, and he's going 75 downhill through this fucking, there's like fog, thunder, and lightning, big old like fucking pine trees and stone rock everywhere. It was pretty bitching, but uh, I was sitting up front with him. It was like 3 in the morning. It was just me and some other dude, the only ones awake on the bus, and uh, him, obviously, telling us these stories. And uh, that was weird. Had fucking 
breakfast at fucking Burger King with these guys at the end of the trip. And uh, anyway, went cross country. But yeah, man, there's there, everything from like strippers that were taking bus rides from California to Florida to start doing porn, runaways, riffraff, drug addicts, fucking, you know, people going to funerals, old ladies, children, fucking, it was, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a shit show, but it was pure entertainment, dudes rolling their own cigarettes, fucking sneaking booze and fucking drugs on there, there was this dude, Myron, he got on in Tucson and got off in El Paso, I don't know where the fuck he was going, dude, some weird ass psycho looking white kid, he looked like that kid Telly from the movie Kids, if you remember that fucking gross movie, but, uh, that's what he looked like, but he was total spaced out, and he was, you know what he's doing, he's huffing glue, dude, he asked me, he just asked me to watch out for him, hey, look, look out, man, no one sees this, you know what he had, he had a sandwich bag, and he would put like airplane modeling glue in it, like big gobs of it in there. And then he would put the mask around his face, like a fucking mask that we're all wearing right now and just inhale. And he'd just be huffing that. I'd never seen anyone do that shit. And I was 18. I was like, what the fuck? And he'd just go numb and basically pass out. Eyes rolled back on his head, fucking drooling. And fuck, I thought, oh my God, this guy's going to fuck have a seizure or something. He'd be fine. He'd just pass out for hours, wake up. Wake up totally fucking dazed and fucking just space out. Ask me, he's always asked me for water. It was only like, I think a day, day we were together, but he was a trip. I think he huffed glue about three times in about nine hours that I was with him and um, didn't talk much. He was wearing a fucking G.I. Joe shirt and uh, the whole trip and a pair of khakis, a little sweater and headphones and uh, didn't say much. I don't know where he was going, coming from, where he was going, really. But, yeah, he wasn't on long. Huffing glue the whole trip. He was probably about fucking 19, maybe my age, a little older at the time. Um, I just remember all the fucking food. All they stopped was McDonald's. We never got to go to, like, a market to get anything decent. Like, at first, you don't mind. Whatever, a couple things are faster. But, like, dude, all they stopped at was McDonald's. No one ever stopped at like a market or they would stop at a gas station thing like AM, PM truck stop fucking thing. And they would have like uh, bananas or apples in there, but no real food. Maybe, maybe yogurt or uh, string cheese or something, you know, crackers. But pretty much other than that, it was McDonald's and, and Greyhound Bus Depot uh, cafeteria, which was like hardtack biscuits and gravy. I remember I thought I was being a cowboy and shit. I was 18. I'm going to have these biscuits and gravy here in Tucson five in the morning we go smoke a marble red and I, I remember i had this hard tack like microwave burnt stale biscuits with like this it was basically runny watery grits with like chunks and it was supposed to be sausage gravy and like some stale ass bacon oh it was the worst shit i ever eaten and uh but i was hungry and i thought it was being cool so i just ate it and oh dude it was so terrible but uh, once I got out there, it was cool. But yeah, man, the Greyhound, I could go on and on. I don't know if any of you have been on the Greyhound. It's a fucking weird, it's just like being in a fuselage with a bunch of Martians and you're just trapped and you don't know who to talk to or it's kind of like jail. And just, but you know, you don't know who, who's going to stab you or steal shit from you in the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sleep with one eye open, maybe. Um, it's all right, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap it up and get out of here. I hope you enjoyed that little talk we had about tweakers taking over Ventura and maybe some possibilities of getting rid of them. Greyhound's always fun. Um, I could do a whole thing on the Greyhound. I would have to go back and recant it like I did uh, the, the loony bin that I was in. Um, 
and that whole episode. But um, hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this has been fun. Let's put another one out uh, hopefully next week or week and a half or so. All right. Raging Bullshitter, we are going to get the fuck out of here. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. Be good to one another. Seriously. All right. Go Dodgers. Let a doctor tend to ease an aching back. Ooh.